0: So, as we prepare our hearts this morning, um, you can't help but think about every time we gather together, that there are places in each one of us where our hearts are just a little troubled. We have a little trouble in our lives, there's things that bother us, that work us up, and this week was no different for me. And I, I keep. Th- I, I, I love how that, as where it is that I am studying and preparing for, that God prepares events, um, pre- prepares people, prepares things that line up exactly with what He's trying to speak to us collectively. Um, my children were off doing some work. For some people that were our friends and it didn't go very well. And and my kids were in a bad spot and had much anguish and much trouble in my heart over that. And it took me until I was just about ready to prepare the, the finishing touches on this morning's message that I went hey, maybe Jesus has something to say about your little troubled heart. Maybe that Jesus is saying, in me, there is no trouble. That I am the solution to your troubled heart. I am the solution to that which troubles you. It's like... Well, the person who learns the most, I think, from the study of the Word of God and preparing this message is the guy who's preparing it. (laughs) And so I am thankful to our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, that He works that in us. And I pray for us this morning, too, that as we dive into and study His Word this morning, we hear from Him. I don't know the places where you are in your life, but I can bet because Jesus tells us in John 16 that in this world there will be trouble. My guess is that there are places in your life and in your heart right now where you you sense a little bit of trouble and that you're troubled in your spirit and you're troubled in your heart. And all you want is answers. All you want is answers to really tough, tough questions. And sometimes we think that I, I need a blueprint. I want, I want an answer that, that tells me, step one, I do this. Step 1A, should step one not work, is to do this. Step two, once we get past that, is to do, right? And we want this sort of list. Well, I think what we should discover is that the solution to our troubles is not in a system or in a set of things, guidelines set down. It is found in a person. And that person is indeed God in the flesh. That person is Jesus Christ. Is your heart troubled? Are you in a place of trouble and anguish? We will find that in the person of Jesus. So as we have talked over the past uh, few weeks as looking in the Gospel of John, I want to get us just a little bit of, of context as we move forward here about the aim of the book, the aim of the evangelist, the aim of Jesus, the aim of the preacher in John chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. That is our aim this morning. That if we get nothing out of this morning's message, this morning's service, my aim, my hope, and my desire is that you would get and understand in the deepest level of who you are that all that is written here, that all that... I hope to aim and speak to this morning is the result of that is that you would believe. That you would believe that Jesus is the Christ. That you would believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And that by believing, you would have life in His name. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a very exclusive claim, isn't it? I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's a thing that maybe the world pushes up against the most outside of of our Christian faith is this exclusive claim that Jesus says there is not many ways, there's not just a way, that he, reflecting on the Word of God and who God had sent him to be, would look himself in the mirror and say, a way to God? Oh yeah, that's me. The truth about God? Oh yeah, that's me. Eternal life? Oh, yeah, that's me too. Jesus would say that. Is that hard for us? Isn't that hard for us sometimes to say, to, to understand that there's not multiple ways? There's not multiple truths? That there's not one kind of life that's okay and another life that's not okay or that is a little less okay? But but we all need to just be okay with each other, Right? It's pretty tough for us sometimes to understand that God says, in Jesus Christ, in this person, there's a way to know God and it's him. There's the truth about God and it's him. There's, there's eternal life and it's him. Nothing else. No other com- uh, competitive things can, can, can even compare with the person of Christ and what he claims. Well, the aim of this gospel episode that we are going to look at into this morning is that we would see Jesus as the answer for our troubled hearts. That we would believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And my hope and my prayer for all of us this morning is that by believing that we then would have life in His name. So before we get to 14, I want to see how we got here. Because I left off in John chapter 11, so there's quite a bit that happens between John chapter 11 and and here. But just to get us some context about what Jesus is about to claim and uh, proclaim in this chapter. And if we looked back at John chapter 12, I'm going to summarize some of this. In 27 through 32, it's basically this. He says but for this purpose I have come to this hour and when I am lifted up from the earth will draw all people to myself so we're following this path in John 12:44 through 50 whoever believes in me believes not only in me but in him who sent me I did not come to judge but to save The words that I have spoken will judge on the last day. And I know that His commandment is eternal life. Jesus is saying, I know that the commandment of God is eternal life. That's the commandment of God. And where will you find it? Where will you find it when your heart is troubled with many questions and many things? You'll find it In Jesus himself. He declares when he's doing the foot washing in chapter 13. He says, what I'm doing now, you don't understand now, but will afterwards. So we get a little bit of that. Does that not cause trouble in our hearts sometimes? Is the waiting for full understanding of who God is, does that not trouble your heart as much as it troubles mine? Why can't I know everything now? Why can I not know the fullness of who God is for me right now? Why can't I know now? Well, we're going to dive into that um, specifically this morning. So the way I want to look at this is that there are some questions and some statements that the disciples are making that reveal uh, to us the trouble of their hearts. And Jesus responds with I am the way I am the truth I am the life that is Jesus response to their troubled hearts and their troubling questions so let's look at the end of chapter 13 with me please in 36 and 37 I'll read those Simon peeper, Peter, peter <laughs> peeper I think it's peter Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Peter makes a, a bold Claim. I will lay down my life for you. Why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Why can't I follow you now? Well, as we think about this, you know, eternal life is not about how God the Father responds to us, but how we respond to what He has done. See, Peter says, here, look at what I will do for you. You should let me in on these things that trouble my heart. I will lay down my life for you. And then, Jesus follows this in 14.1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I want us to pause there for a second. Let not your hearts be troubled. I know that you believe in God. But believe also in me. Then he follows this with, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to Myself. That where I am, you may be also. You see, this eternal life is about God and what He's done. It's about Jesus Christ and what He is doing. Jesus says, I am going to prepare a place for you, Peter. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And He's preparing a place for me. In the real sense of where He is going where He's going right soon is that He is going to the cross. That He might prepare a people. That He might prepare a people to be in that place with God and that it's in Him. Let not your heart be troubled in that which you are unable to do. Notice that it follows... I am going to lay... I will lay down my life for you. I'm going to do the work necessary. I, that's Peter's prophet. I, I can do the necessary work to be pleasing to the Father. Why can't you let me know now where it is that you are going? Why can't I know? And Jesus would say to him, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled by your failure. Because he just spoke to him that it's sure enough that the rooster is going to crow. And before he does, you will have denied me three times. Let not your hearts be troubled over your failures. This morning, is there something that, is in ang- that you are in anguish over, over ways in which you have made these bold statements that you would do this or that for God, that you would serve him in one way or another? And then you find, I failed again. I failed again. Surely God has removed his love from me. Surely he couldn't love a person like me who makes these bold claims and then never, ever seems to be able to fulfill that which I said. I'm going to do this for you, God, and then I fail. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be troubled over the fact that you've tried to work to me to get to me. I'm I'm going to a place to prepare you. And where did He prepare that place for you? Where did He prepare that place? Where did He make us fit for heaven? Jesus was about to go. And He was about to go to the cross. He was about to go to the cross and to pay a price for our failures. All of our failures pinned on Him. All of our self-righteous efforts to try to work ourselves to Him, pinned on Him on the cross. Because He was the one doing the work of righteousness for us to prepare a place for us in heaven. He says, let not your heart be troubled. I will accomplish that which you are unable. That's what I'm going to do. The room I'm preparing is because I'm going to do what you are unable to do. Believe what the Father will accomplish for you in me, he's saying. You believe in God, but believe also in me. Believe what the Father is going to accomplish for you in me. Believe in me. You will have life in my name. Verse 4 says, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Do our doubts sometimes trouble our hearts? See here says, Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. How is it possible that we can know the way? We don't know where you're going. I have my doubts. I have my doubts that I can know the way. I have doubts and fears and troubles that I can actually be in the presence of my Savior. I have doubts and fears that heaven is actually going to be realized for me. And Jesus responds to him, there's a place for your doubts and it's found in me. I am the way. I am the truth about God. I am eternal life. And then it follows with Peter's trouble. I mean, Philip's trouble, excuse me. Philip has some trouble. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. What is the trouble that Philip is in? and that, Is it a trouble that you and I have sometimes? Is we're troubled by a lack of intimacy with God? Are we troubled sometimes by not having this sense that God is tangibly involved and engaged with all it is that we are doing? see, Philip here says, you just show us the Father, and and surely that is going to be enough. I want to be intimately acquainted with him. I want to know that I know. But I want to know in in my senses. I want to touch and I want to feel and I want to see and I want to hear. And Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and declaring what he declares here to Philip is intimacy with the Father is found in intimacy with Me. If you are intimately acquainted with Me, with who I am, with My Word, you are intimate with the Father. He has intimate knowledge of you. You believe in God, but believe also in Me. I am intimately acquainted with you. Is that not a comfort for us? That when we have doubts... When we have anguish over intimacy with God, when we maybe have strayed afar away from Him, that He is no less intimately acquainted with Mark Mulsey than He ever was, because Jesus is the place for His troubled heart. So, are you feeling withdrawn? and separate from God. What should we do as a body of believers with one another when someone comes and says to us, I just feel dry and disconnected. I don't feel intimately acquainted with God. Let me show you Jesus. Let me show you Him. Let me show you how far He went to reconcile a people contrary to God and bring him to himself. Is that not a God who is intimately acquainted with us? That in our worst sinful position and state in our rebellion and disobedience and in death and in blindness with dead hearts and blinded eyes and we can't see and we can't feel for him and we don't seek after him at all, that we wouldn't in ourselves pursue him, that he, because of his great love for us, he pursued you and I and showed us His Son, Jesus, and said, He is the way. He is the way. What is He the way? He is the way out of the ruin that sin has had its effect on us. He is the way from ruin to the presence of the Father who created us. He is the way. He is the The truth about God. In the person of Jesus is the truth about God that he is merciful, long-suffering, kind. That he himself desires reconciliation with us. And that if we want life, our life is found in him. Eternal life. Life that lasts forever and ever. And then, what's even greater here is that as he begins in verse 15, he tells us this. I'm going to give you eternal intimacy. Where I am going is going to guarantee your eternal intimacy with me. Because I go to where I go. Because I go to prepare a place for you because i go to lay my life down on the cross. I'm going to bring to you the Helper, the Holy Spirit of God to dwell within you, to live within you, that your guarantee of intimacy with the Father forever and ever and ever. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. If I don't go, you can't have this intimacy. If I don't go, you can't have this intimacy with God. Verse 15, If you love me and you will keep my commandments, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him or knows Him. You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Do you know the helper? that is with us, that will not forsake us. That guarantees that we are intimately acquainted with the Father. Jesus gave us that. Gave us Himself. He gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, to be a comfort. So is your heart troubled? I have the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within me to comfort the places of trouble in my heart the places of trouble in my mind, the places of doubt, the places of fear. Jesus says in verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So this is the guarantee that Jesus is with us, that Jesus is intimately acquainted with us, that Jesus is the answer to the trouble of our hearts. Where do we go sometimes for intimacy that is not in him? We go to fake and false ways of finding intimacy. Jesus says I'm going to give you an intimacy with God forever and ever to dwell within you and those that I love will be loved by my father and those who love him I will love my I will love him and I will manifest myself to him I will make myself known to the one who loves me well we are not forsaken the God who loves us will never leave us. I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you alone. Are you struggling with some place and you say, you know, I've struggled with the same thing over and over again and I keep doing it. Maybe God has abandoned me because I just keep falling back to the same thing. He says, no, I'm not leaving you on your own. I'm not leaving you to your own devices. I am leaving you the helper, the Holy Spirit. Now Judas, not Iscariot, also known as Jude, has a trouble in his heart. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? You ever wonder that? Does that ever trouble you? Why me? Not just why me, but why not my neighbor? Why not my family member whom I love? Why not? Why why me? And how is it that you could, God, manifest yourself to some and not to others? How is it that you could do that? Does that not trouble your heart? There are people in our family that are in a path directly headed toward hell. And we seem totally helpless. And then when we realize, but I understand the way. I understand the truth. I understand that life is found in Jesus. They just need Jesus. Well, let's continue through this. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Neither let them be afraid. Let not your hearts be troubled once again. Let not your hearts be troubled with why not this person and why not that person. Why is it that we are known of God? Why is it that the nice man at the store isn't? He says this, but we have a responsibility. And here's your responsibility. We don't obey God to get love. I, don't, I, I, would, I would admonish you, yes, obey God. But you don't obey Him to get love. You obey God because you are loved. The reason you obey God is because you are loved by Him. And in so obeying Him, you prove that you are indeed His. He loves me. Therefore, I obey Him. Jesus obeys that the world may know that He is loved. And that He also, in turn, loves. These things I have spoken to you for a while, I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You see, when He says this peace I leave with you, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. What does the world give to us? If it gives to us, it's trying to get something from us. Right? When the world gives to us, it is, I give to you because of such a nice guy that you are. I'll give to you because you're a nice gal. i give to you because... You've given so much to Me. There's a trade-off. And Jesus says, I don't give in the way the world gives. I give peace to You. I give My Holy Spirit, the Helper, to You. I give not as the world gives. I give because the Father loves Me. And I love His people. I give based on who I am, not based on who you are. That is a God worthy of serving and praising, isn't it? That the God who gives to us, gives to us based on who He is, not based on who we are, not based on our works of righteousness, but based on the righteous work of Jesus Christ for us. He gives, not as the world gives. You heard me say to you that I'm going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the rule of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. But I do as the Father commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Let us go from here. What we do in the world to proclaim this great I Am in Jesus Christ is this. I want the world to know that I love Him. Those who I love who don't know Him. What could they say about us? Could they, in disbelief, reject the message Of the gospel? Certainly. But if somebody were to ask them, what do you know about Jim King and who he is? He loves Jesus. I don't believe it for a second, but he loves him. He loves Jesus and he wants to make him known. Is that us? Do we know that we are loved? In our troubled hearts, if we love Jesus, we know then for sure that we are loved. He is for our troubled heart. Well, Jesus is the answer for the troubled heart. This morning, as we bow our hearts, I would ask that you bow your hearts and in just a few moments, um, Reflect on the Word this morning. Reflect on Jesus and ask in your heart, is He in my heart the way for my trouble, the way out of my trouble? Is that Jesus? Are my doubts and my fears and the things unknown found in Jesus that He is indeed the truth about God? do I know without a shadow of a doubt that by faith in Him, in these words that have been spoken to us through His Word, that I will have life in His name.